What's up, everybody, and good morning. Today is Monday. It is May 9th, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup. <sighs> coffee. I actually made coffee this morning. Well, how was your weekend? Were, were Mother's Day celebrations part of your weekend? Did you do something for mom? Did you take her out? Did you do projects for her? Did you cook? What did you do? I sent messages. That was the extent of my, my mother's daying. And it says, happy Monday. We blinked and the weekend was gone. Happens that way, doesn't it? Seems to happen that way every weekend. Good morning, Andy. This is going to be a beautiful day. I think you're right. We've got an incredible week of weather coming up here in Vermont. Today, we've got a high of 73, which I'm sure for some of you in the country that even around the world, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but that is the lowest high that we're going to have this week. We've got 76 and 80 days. In fact, by the time, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday, we break 80, it's going to feel too hot because it's so fast. And it always happens this way in May. We go from right now when it's 27 degrees to 87 degrees in just a little while and just too much too fast. Oh, good morning. Also to Mark and Gad and Jenny. Gad says, I need some time off to recover from the weekend. I understand. I took some naps. I hung out in the sun. I dug holes and cut things. Found a cheap raspberry bush I got to plant. Bought it last night. Didn't have a chance to do it. Then it says, wow, only going to be 65 here, and it's 43 right now. It's amazing how just a few hours south, the weather changes so dramatically. This will be an interesting week for me. Um, tomorrow, I have family visiting um, related to my father's estate. They'll be sorting through the, the remaining things to see what, if anything, they would like. So I've cleared my calendar tomorrow to assist them with that as best I can. Um, haven't seen one of them in 16, 17 years. Haven't seen the other in 21, no, 19 years. It's 15, 16, and 19, something like that. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, speaking of been a while and things that have not been a while, good morning, Josh. It's Monday, so another episode of Martial Arts Radio. Whose episode is it today? Because we do two a week. And we always do two a week. I saw later in the week Andrew and I are recording some more, which is good because we got to do that. 
Uh, loading up Dropbox here. Let's see. What do we got? Okay. Uh, today is with Gene Myers. Now, you may not know who Gene Myers is by name, but you will soon. All right, let me make sure I'm, I got the right browser here. Nice conversation, a nice man. Good morning, Stacy. Available anywhere, podcasts are available. Oh, here's a here's kind of a fun story for you. So I mentioned on Friday that I had a meeting. I was supposed to have a meeting on Wednesday with my landscaper. He wanted to talk about his business. And he didn't show up. So we rescheduled for Friday. So he showed up. Showed up to fire me. <laughs> Made me sad. Uh, it's not as bad as it sounds. We've been doing trade for years and he's doing less and less of, you know, like the small homeowner stuff. And so he said, you know, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, at least relative to where I do work. Uh, I guess somebody else I can refer you to. I can't do this anymore. And I was like, oh man. But within four hours, the person he referred me to was literally at my house and he looked at everything and he's like, yeah, I can do this. And I said, do you want to trade? Now I've been doing hundreds of dollars a month for this other business. He never had to worry about having enough work. He's always had more work than he could ever want. New person doesn't want it. In exchange for hundreds of dollars a month, I was, I mean, it's not bad. It's maybe seven, $800 for the year for all the, all the work that I need. He didn't want it. He's like, nope, I just like word of mouth. Okay, that's fine. I won't do thousands of dollars worth of work for you in exchange for a few hundred dollars of work. I'm okay with that. You know, it blows my mind. Not everyone understands business. They don't get it. That's okay. They don't have to get it. You got to do what seems to make sense for you. So if anybody out there knows someone that wants a, because I only take one person per industry. Somebody out there has a, a landscaper that might want some work done. And if they're in central Vermont, I can give them the website that I built because I got permission on this. I built a, uh, a website that continues to bring in again, more business than this person wanted. Cause he never, he didn't listen to me. I was like, you had to raise your rates more. Well, I just did. Well, yeah, your costs also just went up. So it's not really raising prices. Not a, we're trying to filter some people out. It's a pretty straightforward business model. I'm not starting it. If I had the extra capital, if I had, if I had like a, like a teenager, if I had like an 18 year old, somebody who just graduated high school and he wasn't quite sure if he wanted to go to college, I would plunk down the money. We'd rent a truck and a trailer and a couple commercial mowers. And he would make a 
fortune over the summer. Because it is, it's so hard to find people. I don't know if it's like this everywhere in the country, but it's hard to find people to cut grass. So there we are. Uh, what, what's going on today? Today's not too bad of a day. Um, got a few meetings. I've got, I've got some Marshall Journal work that I've been promising Justin for over a week. And I keep not doing it because I keep, it's a combination of forgetting and other stuff and everything. And it's happening today. It's the first thing on my calendar today. But I expect I'll be here doing some work, windows open, just kind of enjoying what's going on. It's going to be a busy week, but not as busy as last week. Just chip away at what's on my plate. That's all I can do, right? All right. Um, so what did we have on, I think on Facebook last week, I asked what you guys wanted to talk about. So let me, let me prime you with some of that. Yeah, I said, what should we talk about? We ended up with three comments that I'm going to read and respond to here after the stuff uh, from Frank. Dennis has a question about advice someone starting their martial arts journey. Josh has something about bullying. And Jason has a question about the martial arts industry versus community. So we'll, we'll dig into all those. But before we do, Frank's got a few quotes for us from Bruce Lee. So let's start there. The biggest adversary in our life is ourselves. We are what we are in a sense because of the dominating thoughts we allow to gather in our head. All concepts of self-improvement, all actions and paths we take relate solely to our abstract image of ourselves. Life is limited only by how we really see ourselves and feel about our being. A great deal of pure self-knowledge and inner understanding allows us to lay an all-important foundation for the structure of our life from which we can perceive and take the right avenues. Wow. It's heavy. Um, I'll just read that last sentence. A great deal of pure self-knowledge and inner understanding allows us to lay an all-important foundation for the structure of our life from which we can perceive and take the right avenues. I don't think I can add to that. That's strong stuff. That's what I'll do. I'll reword it. If you know yourself, you can build on that. If you don't know yourself, you can't. I think that's about as simple as I can make it. It was a heavy one first thing in the morning. Frank's challenging me. I only made half a cup of coffee. Just checking in, checking in, checking in. And I'm back. 
Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. There's actually, and, and kind of goes with this, I believe it's a Chinese saying, and I, I've heard it termed a curse. I, I don't know that it quite qualifies as that. But may you be blessed, may you have an interesting life, something to that effect. Reminds me of that. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one because we're all going to have challenges. Right? Think about what an easy life would look like. It's so boring. It's the, it's the stuff around the edges that I think makes a life interesting. It's the stories. You all know my feelings on stories. What do we have without stories? Someone's talking about their best travel stories. Inevitably, those involve challenges. How you got there. Someone talks about their best martial arts stories. There is inevitably challenge in that. How do you become a better martial artist without facing challenge? I don't think you do. And last one, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. This, this is the, the famed quote that is kind of seen as the summary of Jeet Kune Do. And I think it's something that we instinctively do in and outside of martial arts. Take the good stuff. Don't worry so much about the other stuff. And if you find opportunities to make things better, to extend their value, you should do that. Challenge here is that what is useful or not useful can change. I'm watching birds right now. And it can vary dramatically based on your why. Now, sadly, a lot of people will use this quote to justify not doing certain things that come out of traditional martial arts. Well, forms aren't useful, so I'm not going to do them. Forms are useful. You just don't like them. Or you don't understand their purpose. There are a select few for whom I think forms may not be the best way to accomplish certain goals. That doesn't mean they're not useful. And you say that about any aspect of training. There are people for whom group classes do not make sense. Most people benefit from group classes. The vast majority. If I was training in a fight camp for some kind of full contact fight, I'm probably not going to a standard group class. Doesn't mean I wouldn't, but especially the last six, eight, 12 weeks. But the rest of the time, sure, why not? We got some 
some responses here. So I think the, the thing I need to remind people is that there's a delay between what I read and what you write. So if I go back and it's been a few minutes, I'm not necessarily sure what you're responding to. So I just ask that you, if you want me to share what you're saying with the group, that you make it clear what you're responding to, please. Josh says, I always try to remind myself that adventures happen when you're tired, uncomfortable, sweaty, stressed out, etc., and those make the best stories after the fact. Absolutely do. Gad says, in Chinese culture, the ability to, writes the characters, shiku, literally, quote, eat bitter, meaning to endure hardship, is greatly valued in a person. All right, so we're going to switch gears here. We'll start with Josh's here. We've talked about bullying a bit last week. For those of you who teach small children, four to six years old, how do you approach working with them around bullying, aside from the usual socially acceptable answers, like get an adult, tell the teacher, which usually doesn't work. We tend to tell kids at that age, don't hit people. And at least I found it hard for them at that age to be able to differentiate exceptions to that rule. In other words, at what point do, teach, do you teach children that there are exceptions to the no hitting rule? Do you instead just work on blocking, evasion, etc.? What kind of verbal self-defense do you teach, if any? I don't formally teach children. I don't formally teach anybody. And I don't teach children that young very often. I think the, the big challenge here is Josh outlines. It's the, the notion of an exception. Don't hit people because we're talking about really young kids, but there are times when hitting is appropriate. Now, the diff I think the biggest difference in that age group is that bullying rarely carries the consequences that we see as kids get older. If we're talking about the bullying of a 13, 15, 17-year-old, there could be some physical consequence. There could be some actual injuries going on here. Um, and the amount of time children that age are left unsupervised makes it less likely that they're going to endure a significant amount of bullying relative to time in such a way that's going to create psychological issues. I think the best thing to do is to work on getting the kids comfortable with talking to their parents about what's going on with them. Building those habits of talking about what happened at school with parents, maybe within the school, maybe this is part of a mat chat, Maybe you're checking in with kids. There are, I think there are a lot of ways you can do this so that the kids have the opportunity. So it becomes almost old hat. What happened in school? 
oh, so-and-so pushed me. Yeah, what happened? Well, I pushed him. Why? Because he took my toy. Okay. So now there's a conversation that can happen. So-and-so pushed me. Why? I don't know. Okay, so now we got to figure out why. Right? I think part of the reason bullying is able to grow in scope is that it's left unchecked, coupled with undiscussed. Because kids reach a point where they become embarrassed, but if we can condition them ahead of that embarrassment, I think there's a lot more of a chance that those conversations can happen before it becomes truly problematic. Anybody else have anything to add? Is there more? What do you do? How do you handle bullying in young children? There's no perfect answer. There's no perfect answer to any of this. If there was, we would have solved it. But I think the big problems come from when we try to, when we expect others to handle the problems for us. Nobody's going to care more about your kids than you. Don't build a system where you're expecting other people to care more about your kids than you. If you do, you'll be disappointed. And it won't work. There's frost on the ground. Even in the sun, there's frost on the ground. It must have gotten real cold last night. Dennis's question. What advice would you give to someone who is set to begin their martial arts journey? Focus on having fun. If it's not fun, they're not going to continue. If it's not fun, whatever their other reasons for starting will fade. If it can be fun, they'll keep going. Fun should be part of it and not just for the kids. Why do you go to this place and spend your money and your time and get banged up a little bit in the pursuit of learning something? Because it's fun. The people are great. I get in better shape and, 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 right? Like you want to fill that response with ands. If it's fun, you'll stick around even when nothing else is working. People do things that are fun. People look for reasons to stop doing things, but they do the things that are fun first and foremost. They may not realize it, but they do. And I, I really think it is that simple. Focus on having fun. Adult classes can be fun. It's all in, in the tone. If the instructor's having fun teaching, the students will have fun learning. It's, it's that simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it is that simple. In response to the bullying, Kelly says, I'm not sure at that young age if kids can bully. They just react to the situation as usually physically. I think the teachers at that age do a good job de-escalate the individual situation. Because they're around, they can see it. 
you know, we're not, we're not leaving five-year-olds unattended for, you know, 45 minutes at a time. That's my understanding. And she adds on, but it's important to talk to kids about what makes a good friend. And if someone continues to be mean, then they are not a good friend and you should try to stay away from them. And our last one here from Jason. The martial arts industry or the martial arts community? Which one is more important to the future of martial arts? Community. Community. When you take a look at the martial arts industry, you know, let's think of every formally organized anything. They do not reach the majority of martial arts students which tells us it's not necessary. The martial arts industry exists beyond industry organizations, etc. You know, for all the things that we do to try to help, we don't reach most people, not even close. Most martial arts schools do not belong to one of the many martial arts organizations. They just do their own thing. So what keeps it going? Keeps it going. It's community. It's the friendships that are formed at competitions and seminars and the people that you trained with 20 years ago that live over there now and they have a school and once in a while you talk. It's community. In terms of bonds, martial artists create community like nothing else. Not all, maybe not even most, but some. And it goes back to the, the joke that I've made many times about finding your best friends, you know, by getting punched in the face. There, there's something to that. There's something to that intensity of a relationship that's built when you're, you're in the mix with somebody, when you're sparring with someone, grappling with someone, when you're training hard side by side with someone, this all matters. And it creates, creates bonds. Stacy agrees. She says, community, community, community. If it were just about industry, it's transactional. It has a finite ending point. Community is messy and powerful and joyful and growth and much more long-term. Kelly agrees, definitely community. I love it when my grown students still come to visit class when they're on college break or visiting. Yeah. We have a community. Whistlekick has a community. First Cup has a community. Any group of people form a community. It may not be a strong community. It may not be an enduring community, but it exists. Any group of people create community. When you recognize that, you can apply some intention to it. You can foster it. And that's great. It can lead to any number of things. Community can lead to trust. Trust can lead to so many other things. Think about the group of people at, that you train with, especially if you've trained in more than one school. You can see the differences in that, in those communities of people. Some of them take care of you. Others, less so. 
Now, I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong. We all look for different things in communities. Some people want to be really involved in a group. Others do not. Perfectly fine. But it's from those community relations, relations, relationships, that the good stuff happens. If you randomly select a handful of martial arts schools, I can show you that the schools with the strongest communities are the schools that have the best retention. Because people don't want to leave their friends, their martial arts family. If you make it hard for them to do so by creating, fostering community, they're going to stick around longer. It's not a perfect system, but it's better. And he says, seriously, I think the Whistlekick community alone proves the importance of community and its role in encouraging and continuing the arts of Virginia. Stacy agrees. Kelly says, my students are my family. Then it says, martial arts is an amazing community. Our dojo has been closed for over a year, but we still have an active black belt chat. Active is in we chat every single day to discuss training, working out in their new JoJo's life, all the things. That's a perfect example. Sometimes you don't, you don't see community as clearly until it's not there. I've trained at schools where I thought I was really part of a community. I wasn't. I was just kind of there. I've trained at other schools where I didn't realize I was part of a community, and I was. You're my community. You are not my students in the formal sense, but I do my best to share things with you. That's important to me. We have connections. Sometimes in person, sometimes it's here, sometimes it's messages. I, I am in communication with most of you periodically. I like that. And to those of you who don't reach out to me, you are welcome to. You can email me, track me down on social media, all fine. Can't promise I'm going to respond promptly, but I will respond. Jenny says, I know an instructor who would rather not teach at his current school anymore because it's not a great fit anymore. But he won't leave because of the students that he has. It's the people, not the thing, that he is connected to. Mm. That's a tough one. And I've, Dennis, I've heard you say this before, but he remarks, Joe Lewis often said to his black belts, you guys are my family. You hear the stories about Joe Lewis. You can, you can tell. You can tell in, the, in what he says or in the stories of what he said, how important his guys were to him. It's nice to be part of something like that. So my challenge to you is to recognize the importance of that and how community makes you feel. And ask yourself, are you fostering community? Are you fostering community geographically, in training, in, in, in any way? Are you putting a little bit of yourself into it? Are you willing to accept a little bit of vulnerability to foster that community? I hope so. And if you're not, 
consider doing so. All right, it's time to go. Thank you, all of you. Remember, if you want to support us, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. You've got the code firstcup15 to get something at whistlekick.com. We sold some sweatshirts over the weekend. Um, I have word that sparring gear is on its way starting this week. It was supposed to be on the way a month ago. I'm annoyed. <sighs> but there's nothing I can do about that. And if you want the whole list of all the things you can do to support us in our mission to connect, educate, and entertain, you can go to whistlekick.com family. If you have questions or comments for the group, you can leave them on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash first cup of Jeremy. If you don't do Facebook, email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. We do this show. That's the wrong banner. We do this show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we swap out Twitter for Twitch. Had a couple more of you follow us on Twitch. We're still nowhere near 50 people. Please help me out. Please help us get to 50. There are some things that happen at 50. And I like Stacy's sentiment, so let's end here. Make your day great. Take care, everyone. I appreciate you all. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Peace.